This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I mean, well, it's it's cool in here, but it gets hot in the summer. Dude, summertime, it's like I got to get people recording in the morning because you really? can't like run an AC in here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah, get yeah. it, dude. Where do you live in? Uh, Sam Marill, everybody, joining are we, us. Are we on the show already? We're on the. You're on the show, dude. Nice. All right. I mean, the audience hasn't filled in yet, but cool, cool, man. Um, I live. Uh, I live Upper West Side. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, tight. Well, real quick, social media handle because you have a special out on YouTube right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's the special is called I Got This. You can get it uh, standup.com/sammorell uh, m o r r i l, or you can just go to my website. It's on there. It's, I, I put it everywhere, man. Yeah, got to put it everywhere. How did that work out? Because Comedy Central, the, the whole knock on them has been like, oh, they don't stream anything. They don't stream anything. And yeah. then they, then I saw that you were doing this. I'm like. YouTube and I'm like, oh, that's great. Sam's putting this out, and then I saw Comedy Central was doing it with you. What, what was the whole thing behind that? Uh, I did my last two with them. I did a half hour and an hour, and just like God knows where the hell you could find that stuff. So it was a whole, it was a whole negotiation thing on my last one. I was aware that it was hard to watch. Like you know, my buddy Mark yeah. Norman was like, it did nothing for me, you know. So he was yeah. pretty pissed. But I also, it was a lot of money, and I didn't have any other options, and, and Amy Schumer produced my last one. It was I was flattered. Like I mean, she was so helpful and cool, and uh, so I was like, we're doing it. And also, my last one looked amazing. Like, it looked so nice. I'm sure, yeah. So, uh, Can we, you at least cut those up and put clips out? No, but I've been doing it anyway. Yeah. And, they, and, they, and they appeal it. I mean, they, put, they pull them down, but I appeal it, and I put up the clips anyway, so it works out. It doesn't make it. You just want to be like, guys, what do you? This is just like advertisement for you. Why, what is the hold up? Exactly. Well, anyway, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I told them, like, I want the whole thing free on your website, too. And they said, all right. It was like a whole fight. They were like, all right, fine. We'll do it for like three months or something. And they made a huge deal about it. Yeah. And then it's up there, but there's an ad every three minutes. And I'm like, who is going to watch this? Yeah, I'm competing against the greatest comics in the world here. You think like if you can watch a Chappelle special with no ads, you think you're gonna watch a Sam Morell special with an ad every three totally. fucking minutes? Yeah. It's brutal. So uh, it was a huge, uh, it was a huge negotiation this time where I was like, look, I can pay me so much less. I just need the eyeballs. I just want the eyeballs. And uh, I've noticed how much like clipping up stand-up clips will help you so yeah not as much as they used to because everyone's doing it now but i i noticed at the time they, w- they had a show called this week of the seller and i would clip up the the jokes and they would get me a lot of new followers on social media and they people would like them because they were topical and they were burned so who yeah. cares but then they didn't do it and i was like you guys should be doing this yeah. and they made it a, a whole thing about to give me the clips and i said no this is good for your show yeah these are topical jokes. So crazy, dude. So now, then they hired someone to do it for season two, but in season one, uh, I was the one like nagging them to get the clips. It's so funny because like everybody knows Andrew Schultz. He's he's he, the one he crushed he, it. But what he did is more impressive than what I did. I mean, what he did is like his YouTube channel blew up. You know, he did yeah. it like he he did it self made. Whereas I like. I sold it to Comedy Central. Like I, I'm still going through a network. Right. It's just they have a lot of followers, Either so that's way. why I did it. Yeah. What I'm saying is, this is how sometimes backwards the industry can be that people don't know about. Yeah. Is Schultz did that right yeah. and blew up, and then my my agent said to me, he's like, I think I think the next one, if you want, because I said to him like, I'm gonna put out another special. I put one out on my own, and uh, I sold it initially, and then after a year and a half, I made it free. And it's been up for three months for free. We're like at 260,000 views, something that's like that. That's huge. Though. Yeah, it's and been it's great. On, it's on your channel? On my channel. See, that's almost like I look at that. I'm like, that might be better because you do it that way. And all those people are subscribing to your channel for more. So now you're in complete Oh, my subscribership, control. like it doubled since I put it up. Yeah. Here's the thing. So my, I told my agent, I'm like, I think I'm going to do another one because I'm going to record an album anyway. Why not just shoot it and I can do it in a comedy? Like when I shot the special that's up there, I yeah. shot it like in attempt to sell it to Netflix. So it cost me a lot of money. 
now if I don't look at it like it doesn't have to be in 4K, it doesn't have to be a huge venue, it doesn't, you know what I mean? I can do it simple. Yours is very simple, you know? Well, here's, <laughs> here's what's annoying. I shot it in 4K and Comedy Central for some reason uploaded it in a lesser quality in 1080. So I'm like, hey man, 1080p I spent extra- sounds like something that we talked about 15 years ago. <sighs> yeah, I was pretty pissed off. I had friends be like, yeah, you know, it's pretty simple looking. I was like, well, it looked better when it was 4K. What I meant simple is uh, the majority of it is yeah. the, the straight on cam. Well, that's what I wanted because the uh, you know originally the first cut it was main, a lot more profile shots, and I just was like, let's look. People just want to see the material. Of These course. are jokes that are like. I don't need it. I feel like the most artsy looking specials a lot of the times are people that sometimes they're great, but sometimes they don't have jokes. Yeah. Like, well, you're, a, first of all, let's but, not take, let's take it easy on those guys that don't have jokes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, no, dude, you, you're, uh, you're like, you're like a storyteller with jokes. Like every time I I've seen you. That. No, no, no. First time I saw you, I think was, um, I didn't know you yet. I was just in the back of a bookstore room uh, in, I think like Tribeca or something. I know that one. You yeah. know that one? It's like that big, it's like a big bookstore, like, or a high ceiling with like the windows behind the this stage. This has got to be like close to 10 years ago. Yeah. And I was in the back of the room with my buddy Mark Norman. We were watching you and Mark and, Mark and I were both laughing and, and Mark's like, he's like a storyteller. He said he's like a storyteller with jokes. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that because so so often like I'll have a story and I'm like, man, there's got to be jokes inside it. And I watch dudes like you. It's funny because I watch guys like you, Mark, obviously a great joke writer comics that are like joke writers you know what i mean they're like oh look at that that's it's not always something that happened to them yeah or you guys but you come up with these amazing viewpoints and like jokes inside jokes and I, i'm like oh, again i can't do that shit um so i appreciate I it because every time i, I remember story, how to do it like i've done enough podcasts when i've been out here where like i haven't written a joke in like days and i just uh all the travel starts to get to me on the road yeah. like i just need i need hour-long sets or i forget how to write jokes yeah i bet yeah. i need i need the road well we all do man we yeah. you, that's the only that's 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 like my biggest hang-up is you got to be on the road to be a better comic and the last thing i want is to be on the road i just like to be home and like you got be family, with my kids yeah. yeah um but what was i gonna say uh Oh, so like Schultz, right? So I tell my agent, I'm like, yeah, I want to make this special and I'm just going to like put it out there. And he's like, uh, he goes, I think you should maybe do what Schultz did. Like, think about what Andrew Schultz did. And I want to, and I, I don't know how to explain to him, like, you understand we are the ground soldiers. We're the foot soldiers, mm-hmm. right? We're on the ground. We're right. seeing everything. Schultz put that out. He became a general. Right. But we know the general. You you guys think you're general. You haven't even talked to him. I know. And have you watched his material? There's a reason Schultz blew up. It's because his material is fresh. It's progressive, and it pushes boundaries. Right. That's what blows up on the internet. Right. When you're a dad and you're telling, I'm telling stories, whether I'm pushing the limit I don't know, or not. Though. I think I think there's a market. I think it's all about you know Andrew will write like a provocative. Uh, title in the bit and i think that will get eyeballs because sure. you know and that's a good way to introduce people but i think there's also uh an audience for for dads i mean like tom papa has an audience you know he's doing no dad- what i'm saying is if you're gonna take the model that andrew schultz created and just think now because one guy created <laughs> that it fits everyone you got to be provocative with your titles you got to be like fuck my kids in the title bar dude, and then yeah. and then just do a regular joke about liking your kids Dude, I put one on the other day about embarrassing my my kid. I'm like, it's titled "Embarrass Your Kids." Yeah, it's not like it exploded. But either way, what I'm saying I is, I just like, think the clips don't do as well now that everyone's doing it. I think you got to find agree. the next thing. I think for the, a while that was, and I'm still going to do it because it still helps. Yeah, but I'm just trying to drive traffic traffic to my special now at this point. You know. Yeah, well, that's good. You got to check it out. Thank you. Uh, and man. what's uh, and your what, what on social media? Just Sam Morell across yeah. the board. M O R R I L Sam Morell. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and all that shit. Where'd you grow up? In New York City. In the city? I grew up in the city. Where? Uh, originally uh, Chelsea, then Upper East Side, and then uh, and then I, I left for like a year and a half. For I went to school at Tulane, and then- Tulane, Ka- my buddy went there. Katrina hit, and I uh, I came back. You bitched out? <laughs> well, it's hard to complain about, it's hard to complain about uh, the comedy scene not being rocking after people lost their homes. I know, dude. Like, there's only one open mic, and they're like, "Yeah, we're still wet, dude." You know, seriously. Like, you gotta, you gotta pick your battles. I don't know who I was talking to recently, but they told me they were just there, and they said that the levee is like, 
the water is high. Like they haven't done. Sh- oh, someone told they just moved out of there, and they told me that the sanitation board is like the sketchiest, shadiest yeah, group of people, and they haven't cleaned anything, and the water level is like rising again. New Orleans is maybe the most corrupt American more city. than Jersey. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. But like, I remember just like the mayor. There was there was so many sketchy things. I forget if it was a mayor or like a governor there or someone. But it was someone. It was someone. He's got to be in his eighties. Who was like just playing like poker games and like get shit faced. And I was like, this is like, this is like a Sopranos character. This yeah. isn't like this isn't like what you expect. Yeah, I don't know. It's people obviously politicians are corrupt. You don't expect it to be like openly. Yeah, well, like that dude bags. who was the mayor of Detroit. Right, what was Fitzpatrick yeah, or yeah, yeah. something like that. I read a book about him, and I was like, "This is crazy, right. dude." But then you're like, "Yeah, that." What do you think they're doing? They all get into politics to pull strings, and that's what they do. And power. I mean, it's not like you get in it for the money, unless no. maybe you get speaking engagement money when you're out, or you're taking people. cash. Right. Obviously, they're they're keeping all the money from the sanitation. That's what they're doing in New Orleans right now. Yeah, this is what th- someone it's told so me. weird. I remember I went to a therapist there in the Ninth Ward, you know, it was like right by like the water and everything. What are you, fucking Hemingway? <laughs> I went to a therapist in the Ninth Ward. <laughs> uh, but he was a great guy. He was uh, he was really a cool, cool dude. He really was like, just he just bled New Orleans. He was all, he was like, I, he was like, I'll never move here. I'll never move from here. And the hospital, it was in a hospital where I'd go to meet yeah. him. And, uh, it was just empty. It looked like fucking like Shutter Island or something. It was crazy, dude. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, he was he was weird because he was like kind of mean, but I I don't know. Maybe like I needed it at the time. I don't know. Like <laughs> what? I remember, what was like the first time I ever talked about like I had a, I had a bad relationship with my biological father, and it's like the first I it was the first kind of time I talked to uh, someone about it. I was dating a girl at the time who. This was in college? Yeah. Dude, see, this is the... How old are you? I'm, I'm 33. 33. Jesus Christ. This is the difference. This is the this is like the generational difference between us. Yeah. So I'm 10 years older than you. Is that, for me, therapy didn't become something that you like considered until I was in my 20s and I was in LA away from everybody at home. I think my parents kind of pushed it on me weirdly. Yeah, you but know? that's, a th- you know, they're younger. I mean, my mom had us in therapy when my parents split. Yeah. So, like, we used to have to go play in a room and, like, people observed us through, like, two-sided mirrors and shit. Yeah. And I was like, uh, <laughs> ma? You know, like, so I don't know if therapy was, like, a thing that we were just like, whatevs, but then I got to LA and I was like, I think I need to talk to somebody. Yeah, I think, you know, we, so... He was kind of like I, I was dating a girl who who both her parents were psych, uh, psychiatrists, and they Hilarious. would just they would just analyze the hell out of me at the dinner table. Oh they were rough. God. They would be like, "Well, this is because you never met your biological father." And I'd be like, "Can we just have a fucking meal?" Like, Guys, can we, just... we haven't even had the apps. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, it was it was rough. And then she, I remember she would she was she sucked. She would do fights where she would do stuff like we'd be arguing, and she'd say things like. Who are you really yelling at? And I'm like, come on, <laughs> that's not cool. That's such a hack. But it's kind of awesome that it's, she said that. You know what I mean? But she said it just com- with complete seriousness. There was no, there was no sense of like maybe this is kind of funny that I'm saying. She was like, who are you really yelling at? I will tell you this right now. I've never been in a fist fight, but I would, I would much rather fist fight a bare knuckle boxer then get into a verbal fight Me with too. a woman who is pissed. I have a bit now talking about oh. like how I feel. I hate when older people are like make fun of kids for cyberbullying because I would much rather I would much rather have the shit kicked out of me than be psychologically tormented. But the bit is basically I say like, what would you rather? What would you rather get a, a wedgie or catfish? You know, like because a black eye will heal. You know, it won't heal. Taking a hopeful greyhound to Syracuse and being like, I thought you would be a woman. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. Totally. Or thirteenth birthday ever. But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, yeah, it's it was rough, and and then I so then I was talking to the therapist in New Orleans. Uh, it was like creepy. The office. I was I was always there was like this massive hospital, and there was like four people in it at all times. It was so because weird. it was after Katrina. Yeah, yeah. You would think it would have been flooded with people that needed to talk to someone. <laughs> nice plan words right there. <laughs> I didn't even do it. <laughs> See, my writing's just innate. You know what I mean? This place is flooded. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I just, uh, I would be a little creeped out, but then I remember going in there and, and being like, uh, he would kind of shit on me for it, I remember. Like, I remember. Like, what would he say? <laughs> I've gone to, in my life, I've had one, two, three, five therapists. 
Yeah, I've, I've probably had about that many. Never too. had one shit on me. He was. I've like had ones like give tough, lo- like not tough love, but like be direct and say stuff like, you know, like just be like upfront about stuff. You he know, made fun of me. Like he, I remember I was talking about it once, and he goes, "You and mommy against the world." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, I'm being <laughs> open about it. like why are you talking to me like that?" I love this dude. And then yeah, it was. I in retrospect, it's hilarious. He and he was actually a funny guy. Yeah. But I was like, well, first off, that's not true. It was like only a few years. I mean, I, I got like, you know, my mom met a guy who raised me and was my stepdad, and I just call him daddy, the great dad. And uh, so I had, I, I really lucked out, you know. But yeah. uh, the way he, the way he said it is like, it's pretty. I was like, yeah, that's a little fucked up for an eighteen-year-old to hear, probably. You like, you just like walk in the office, like, all right, I'll call you back, uh, <laughs> my bitch clients here, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he makes me wear a gimp suit. He's like, here, throw this ball throw in your this mouth. In. Dude, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying this is the guy, but I've heard cases of people that are like, you go to a therapist and you're so vulnerable that you have to like trust them to like, you have to trust that they're going to like care for you mentally and not take advantage because some people can get taken advantage in. Of, yeah. You know? When, that'd be that'd be like the new rom com right there, you know, like like a maybe a woman and he's just like he's like the guys like 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 kind of like secretary with James yeah. Spader, but you do a therapist, so it's even more inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, that I could do. be a good. I mean, I got like the laptop a, right there, a hot dark rom com right there. Let's open up Final Draft, kind of make- sexy, because <laughs> she's opening up and he's and he just like he's like take off your pants, you know? Yeah, that'd be kind of a hot. But it empowers. Maybe you got to flip the roles. I mean, it's two thousand twenty. You're right. You know You're I mean? right. Fuck, that's a good point. Bro. The woman, the woman, yeah, and maybe she's like a little older, so you have that mommy thing. Yeah, makes it extra fucked up. You I ever mean, do? I, I'll, I'll make joke. I I made a joke about that on the road once about like how therapists are always like, obvious, like day one in therapy, like oh you you maybe it's your mother, right? Stuff like that, yeah. and people get so uncomfortable when I make jokes out of that in the road. I don't know why that is. Like it's not the. It's like that's Freud. That's like day one in therapy, and people are like, that's not true. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. I, I, I don't know if like accepting therapy, like I said, I wasn't accepting of therapy till I left Boston. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> That's so, a good sketch right there. Yeah. The, the, the guy who leaves Boston and comes back and is like, guys, I got to tell you, I've been really opening up to my therapist. Like fucking what? What'd you say? Um, but like, yeah. dude, I still have friends to this day. Like if I brought up therapy to them they'd be this would be the reaction just tell me you started going to therapy so i started going to therapy cool yeah <clears throat> yeah <laughs> they won't they have no idea to like how to yeah. talk about it but i just feel like you know like that as a fact i was like yeah it's like i mean i don't i don't know religion but i know the basic obvious stories in it you know yeah I don't but know. people love to believe in religion yeah. you know what i mean they don't want to believe that you go to some person and you tell them you're uh Put it this way. Don't you think we'd have a better world if more people go into therapy? I have a yeah, philosophy that every single human being needs to go to therapy. Not because you might be fucked up. Because if everyone just got one hour a week to talk to someone that had to listen, yeah. don't you think you'd have less people yapping oh your my ear God, off? I'd have, I'd have less chatty Uber drivers on my way over here. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing fucking podcast after podcast to promote this special. And then I, in between, I get an Uber driver. They're like, so where are you from? I'm like, well, I'm from New I'm like throwing jokes. And well, I'm, a New- I'm from New York City. And, uh, you know, the city that never sleeps. Like, right. And we're like, we're like no, no, we're not. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. But like, I, I feel like in between every Uber, like we're having, I'm like, do you have a podcast? Just just start the recorder. Let's. I know, dude. I was texting with someone earlier, and I said that we I had to do this podcast. Yeah, I was supposed to do one before this. Like this, someone like asked me, hit me up, said, "Hey, we do this podcast." I'm like, "Yeah." They're like ten minutes late. There's two of them. One's twenty minutes late. I was early. Yeah, I know. It's great. It's I'm professional, man. Got to be professional. Who, who, who is who is who it's is no it? one you know? Oh, okay. And I just was like, guys, let's do this another time. I don't want to make. My, I don't want to be unprepared for my podcast. That's you know so I mean? that's so rude to uh to be late to stuff. They don't know what they're doing. I'm not a fan of of people that are late. No, it's one of my least favorite. Th- I tell my kids all the time like, "Let's go. It's we're not, not late." You know why we're not late? It's disrespectful. Let's move. I agree. And my daughter one day, so my son will scoot to school. He's 6. And my daughter, we drive cuz she lives, she goes to like a preschool. But sometimes she likes to scoot down and then we walk back together and then we drive her. He takes a scooter to school. Yeah, he scoots. You know, kinda, it's just down the hill. Cool. Yeah, it's dope, dude. That's pretty fucking cool. It's the cool when we when we like we're finding a school. You know, L.A. people like, well, I don't want to go to that school. What other schools? And I said to my wife, I'm like, 
we're going to our assigned school and we're going to walk to school. It's going to that's what we're going to do. That's like that almost feels like <laughs> like new age Bart Simpson or something. It's badass. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And so sometimes she'll scoot and this one morning I'm like, "All right, we're out of here." And she's like, "I want to go." And I'm like, "We're leaving now." I'm like, "Go ahead, grab your scooter." She's like, "I don't want to scoot. I want to walk with you." I'm like, "You want to walk with me?" She goes, "Yeah." I go, "All right, you walk at my pace." Because, you know, I got a bigger gait, bro. She's, like, slow. <laughs> and I just walked yeah. at my speed. She ran, like It's like she slow-jogged the entire walk to school. And she would just, she kept up. She didn't complain. But I was Good like, this is how you're doing it. We're not going to be late because you want to you wanna tag along. I like it. I respect that. Um, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, what was I going to say to you? Tag along, dude. You and the girls got cookies. I do, yeah, I like them. People sell them in New York. What do they do? What do you What do you get them in New York? Um, there was a waitress at the Comedy Cellar who whose daughter would always sell there them. So go, that's, yeah. that's where I would get them usually. But I, yeah, I like the. What are the ones that are like coconutty? Yeah, dude, Samoas. Samoas are the best. Yeah. If, if you're not into Samoas, I can't even. When can't, people when people are like, it's it's between Thin Mints and Samoas. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Who's who's picking Thin Mints over Samoas? That's what I'm saying. But my wife is, dude. Really? Want to go kick but her that's, ass? But that's why it works, dude. It's totally. That's why it works. She doesn't dip in those Samoas, and when I see those Thin Mints in the fridge, the only time I'm Ooh, tapping in, refrigerating oh yeah, them, she is goes the move. freezer. Yeah. That's oh yeah. I, frozen candy is is the move, man. You freeze a Charleston Chew. You, I freeze Butterfinger. Oh. Dude, I freeze them all, dude. You know what I do? I freeze, finger. I freeze, I freeze chocolate bars, and I fucking break them up into my ice cream. That's how I do it. Jesus, you got ice cream at home? Yeah, I do ice cream at home. Good I lord, like, you're I, living life, son. I, well, you know what I like to do? I do. My girlfriend and I do ice cream cones, and I get sprinkles and I dip them at I fucking, home. Uh, yeah. Why do I have to go out for ice cream? You I want to have. It's a treat. Tilt. I have to lick in front of people. Why can't I just lick at home? I'm a licker. I like to swirl it around the tongue. Neil Brennan, you know Neil? I saw him on stage with an ice cream two nights ago. With an ice cream? He bought an ice cream cone on stage, so then Andrew Santino goes on after him and just brings, he's like, someone give me a cheesecake so I can just do it, and no one mentioned it. I'm Where was this? Laugh Factory. Why did he have an ice cream cone? Because I think he I think he had an ice cream cone, and then someone had to switch spots, so he had to go on. He's like, well, I'm eating my ice cream. Dude, I that think is that's what happened. fucking hilarious. Because he and I, I was like, hey, I wanted to like, pick his brain on some stuff i'm like can we just go grab lunch and he's like yeah and so i was like texting him like when should we grab lunch and he hit me back and he's like hey man how about we just like can we just facetime and i was like okay so we facetime and he goes what's the point we're gonna go sit lunch i'm gonna feed salad into my face while i'm talking to you like this is the this is better i'm like yeah good point dude i'm like but you know we could always go get ice cream he's like no i got my ice cream situation i go in i know what i'm getting i'm out of there and so he must have grabbed his ice cream over at salt and straw that's where he was of course it's the only place to go he's got his combo that he likes to do salt and straw is good i didn't know they had in la i only knew salt and straw from doing uh portland helium it's a Portland thing, isn't it? I don't know, but it's, I think it's the st- greatest. Portland started all the good, because Portland had Voodoo Donuts, and now that's spread all, all over everywhere. Yeah. They got salt and straw. I think that's a Portland thing. Let me tell you this, though, about Voodoo Donuts. I don't like a donut that's crazy. Really? I like a basic. I think bacon on a donut is badass. Do I love you? it. Because it's just smoky and salty. I mean, it's it, it's so naughty. It's like a finger in the butt. It it's shouldn't so- be there, but it works. <laughs> I like it. Dude. It shouldn't work that way. But I it mean, works. why are you not doing marketing for Voodoo Donuts? That might be the greatest thing I've ever heard. They're in like, my life. we love it. Run it. <laughs> Run, Run it, it on CBS halftime morning show. Across the country, 14 Voodoo Donuts closed this week after a marketing <laughs> campaign. From the, but the salted caramel ice cream at. It's the best. It's the greatest ice cream salted that's caramel. How ever been not? made. No, but I'm talking at salt, salt and straw, straw specifically. I had it there. It was great. It's. I can't even get ice cream anywhere I like, else. I like the Van Leeuwen place, and I, I, I mean, goddamn, dude, they they sell like this is my girlfriend's a vegetarian. She's a, we, she's got lactose intolerance. She's all these things, so she goes, all right, let me do, let me, can we see, just try the vegan? And I do a sample of the vegan at Van Leeuwen. It's yeah. it's as good, if not better, than regular because they're using like weird. I don't know if they're using like using oat milk or almond milk, yeah, it, yeah. which it's fucking delicious. Let me tell you something about this. If you're trying to get off dairy, oat milk it's so good. is the bomb. Because it's, it's like... It's, it tastes better than milk It's rich, to me. and it's got that like weediness to it. You I know? love it, dude. I love it, too. 
Um, we sound like we all L.A. douchebags right now, but I don't care. I, don't I stand by it, dude. Everyone loves ice cream, bro. I love it. Dude, I'm telling you, this v- try Van Leeuwen. I'm th- I have no stake in this game except it's fucking good. Pistachio is great. Strawberry jam is great. Cookie dough is great. Dude, I go one ice. I can't ever go another ice cream. So when salt the caramel family, all day. Salt the caramel only at Salt and Straw. I, I just mm. won't do it. If there's a line, I don't wait in it. I just be like, all right, well, I'm not getting ice cream. Is there usually cream. a line? Yeah, there's the one close to me. But like when as a family, when we go, all right, we're going to get ice cream. My son likes to go to this place, Menchie's, which is like a frozen yogurt joint. And you get your own. And like they got like tons of toppings. That's fun. He loves to fuck with toppings. Yeah. Toppings are fun, man. Dude, I'll tell you. I, I remember when we had this this pink berry craze and it was like 16 handles and all this, this yeah. whole craze. And it kind of like I feel like we're back at our roots and it's like regular like hard scooped ice yeah. cream now. Yeah, it is. You can never get rid of great ice cream. It's like a great burger. It's it's here for it's here for the long run. Oh, yeah. In case you've noticed, that's a light, that's a light, that's a light, that's a light, that's a light. That's five lights and then I have a salt crystal lamp as well. Um, if you're not watching, just know that there are lights here. And uh, guess what? We got to keep them on. I've heard some of you comment like I don't like this new I don't like this new format when there's an ad read once in a while. Guess what? Every now and then there's going to be an ad read because we got to keep the lights on. And like I've said to people who've commented on YouTube, like, I don't like the new, I don't like to have to listen to it. What do you keep What three minutes? Three minutes? Not to mention, I'll tell you this right now. There have been past advertisers that when they came on board, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to use that. So that might be you. Okay. And this week, I'm pretty excited to have on Lightstream is sponsoring the podcast this week. Let me ask you this. What if you could combine all of your credit card balances into one low fixed monthly payment? Now, I don't know about you guys, but I had credit card debt for a long time, and I had multiple. And if you're younger and you got out of college, you probably do as well. To have them all in one place, great and easy because of Lightstream. Get a fixed rate credit card, cons consolidation loan for as low as 5.95 APR with auto pay. That's another thing. It's going to just be set up. You have it. You can pay off your credit card balances and save thousands in interest. Get a loan from 5000 to 100000 with absolutely no fees. The application is 100% online, so you can just go on lightstream.com and go fill it out and then get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that when you have good credit, you deserve a low rate and great service, and that's exactly what they deliver. I think this is one thing that, especially in podcasting, the, the thing with podcasting is it cuts out the middleman. You know what I mean? There's no middleman in podcasting. That's why so many of the people that advertise on podcasting is cutting out the middleman, and this is what these guys are trying to do. They're trying to like find a way that you can get a lower payback rate, get money, keep your credit, and not get totally hosed over. It's the same thing with like if you're buying golf balls online, okay? So something to think about if you have credit card debt that you want to consolidate. For just my listeners right now, apply to get additional interest rate discounts to save even more money than what they're already offering you. Only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com, lightstream, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com, slash through line baby not through line baby through line lightstream.com slash through line it's as easy as that it's as easy as that some of it's subject to credit approval rates include 0.50% auto pay discount which is nice if you set up your auto pay you're getting a little extra discount on that terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice visit lightstream.com slash through line for more information Glad to have them on board. They're going to save you money, and they're helping me save money over here so that I can continue to bring you this free podcast. Lightstream.com slash throughline. Where's your go-to burger spot in New York? Okay. Dude, by the way, just so you know, I could talk food. I'm a food guy. I love all food. Fucking Who isn't day. a food? I hate when people are like, "I'm a foodie." Everyone's a fucking foodie. Everyone's a foodie, right? Like, no, I like burger for me. In and this New York. isn't this isn't probably okay. I mean, if it's like if I'm going for like a spl- if I'm splurging Manetta all day, if if I'm going just like I want like a cheaper burger, it's still amazing. Paul's I go way more to Paul's Burger Joint. Where's that? St. Mark's. Okay. It's called Paul's the Burger Joint. It's fucking amazing. The only burger I remember in New York was in, down in like the West Village. 
It was called like some, White Horse. No, it was called. Oh, I love the White Horse. Though. That's good burgers. No, there's like a, it's it's further in than that, and it's like a it's like a corner bistro. Oh, they're great. Yeah, I love burger. corner bistro. Great, just a good hang too. You get a little booth. Yeah, I just like a simple burger. I don't need much, dude. Paul's, you would like Paul's. Greasy. It's, it's greasy and it's huge. It's yeah, a huge like patty. Greasy, dude. It's great. Greasy. Yeah, you like a burger on an English muffin. I, yeah, I do. I don't. I don't that. like a, an overwhelming bun. I'll tell you, I love the burger at the comedy cellar. That's where I get the most burgers usually. Really? I think the they make they have a great bun. They got great food there in general. Great food and the stand. Don't they fuck up food? They, dude, I see. I haven't been to the new one as often, but yeah, it's. I've had a couple things. I was there with my boy Joe Mackey, who I, he's my also my arch nemesis. Dude, I just had him on the podcast last week. He's my arch nemesis too. Why? Anyway, well, he's like my oldest friend. I mean, yeah. we just fight a lot. Yeah, but uh, we just argue a lot. But uh, so anyway, I can't picture Joe. Yeah, I, I told Sam. I I fucking love that. He, kid I'm so the much. only guy he fucks with, and so. We get there and they had like one. They were like, "Oh, the pork shop is it's the best thing on the menu." And Mackie's like, "I'll have a pork shop," and they're like a half an or, or a hole, and he goes a hole, and then they go, "All right, what what do you have?" Like, "I'll have the pork shop too," and they're like, "That was the last one." I'm like, "Fuck you, dude!" Every time he always gets me. Every time, Mackie, dude, that's hilarious. Always, dude. I love. We cooked a pork shop for the kids last night. It's good. You know, how I do pork, bro. Hell, check this out at home. I get a pork loin. I just get like you know, it's like a, whatever it is. I soak it in lemon juice. Damn, I like that already. Then breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Then I bake it. Not fried. You bake it, and the lemon from the... It's unbelievable. You bake it at like, I don't know, 400 for like 15, 20 minutes, something like that. Everything's 400, I feel like. <laughs> so easy. 400's the magic number. Yeah, you just throw it in there. You can't... Yeah. What can you do wrong? I love it. Do you cook? Uh, I have been much more lately. I, I'm just never home, so yeah. it's it's hard. It's been hard to cook and get in a groove. I I, I would mostly just. It's going to sound really sad. I would just like hard boil a ton of eggs. Yeah, and just have them whenever I wanted, and then I just, you know, uh, yeah, I didn't cook a ton at home, but. I was also like just a single road comic. I've been seeing a girl now, so she's been like, "Let's cook together. It'll be fun." It is fun. I it like is. it. Yeah, I love it, dude. So I was at the grocery store one day. Here's my trick to everyone I tell at the grocery store. You can get a dozen eggs, right? And let's just say, like, at my grocery store, I think it's like six bucks or six ninety nine. But you can get eighteen eggs, and it's the same price. How is it? I don't know why. It. I don't know why that at my grocery store. So I'm in line one day, and there's this woman behind me, and I go, she's got a good dozen eggs, and I go, you know, you can go over there and get that same pack of eighteen eggs, and it's the same price. And then she goes, really? And I go, yeah. And she goes, why? I go, I don't know. And she goes. But what am I going to do with those six eggs? And I go, I'll tell you exactly what you're going to do. You're going to get home, and while you're unpacking your groceries, throw six of them in water and start boiling them. Those and then the you leave them eggs. in the fridge, and now you got snacks. Yes. I'll, yeah, that's hard boiled egg. What are you going to do with free stuff? Free I don't eggs, know. dude. Keep them. I always have had this fascination or want to keep a couple eggs in my car. Yeah. Just so when someone's a fucking douchebag, which is. At least once a day, I can just be like, oh, all right, and go up and like throw an egg and be like, sup now, dude? Did you not think someone would have eggs in their car? Eggs are maybe the best food because uh, they're just so versatile, man. They can be the star. They can be the supporting player. You throw an egg on a burger, it's nice. You throw an egg oh, in fucking- Egg on a pizza I love. I like to make a, like a little burrito bowl and throw some eggs in there. Yeah, for so, sure. There's some egg and pad thai. Egg is Joe Pesci, man. It can be the star. It can be the supporting player. Egg is the shit. It is the shit. I got a Caesar salad the other day, and they broke up like a hard-boiled yolk on top. A, y- a runny yolk? No, is this it- was like a hard-boiled, so it was hard-cooked, and then like a crumble, like a egg crumble on top Damn. of my Caesar, dude. Actually, it was a- Caesar. Some- <laughs> I like that. What's it like growing up in- in New York City, bro. I loved it. What did your parents do? My dad's uh, a lawyer. My mom's an artist. My brother and sister are both lawyers now. They're older. What uh, kind of artist? What kind of art is your mom? Very abstract. Very close. Medium? Like, what, is she oil-based or what? Uh, no, it's paint. I mean, I guess... Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> paint can be like either like watercolor or oil-based, acrylic. I think it's oil-based. It, in acrylic, I think. Yeah. I actually... You really support her craft, don't I you? I do. I just don't know the kind of yeah, paint. Yeah, no, no. She's amazing. My mom's a, a great artist. Uh, now, what? Now, how does she do that? Like, how do you do that as a living? Well, she would... I mean, my dad supported yeah, yeah, the yeah. family as a lawyer. Yeah. He would. He was 
you know, pulling the weight. But was she like having like exhibits and stuff when she, you were when, a kid? when I was younger? Yeah, but yeah. not not in a long time. That's badass, dude. Yeah, she's she's very talented. I get definitely. I got a lot of support creatively. Uh, cre- uh, creative. Why am I not speaking properly? There's some words, dude, that are just tough. I got a lot of creativity, uh, creativity from her, and and she's very supportive. Of, I bet, yeah, of it. So it's pretty cool. But don't you? What kind of lawyer is your dad? He worked for Viacom, and he was uh, he do a lot of like copyright stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I find so I, I don't know if you're following the debates at all, but uh, what's her face from Minnesota? Who's the Klobuchar? Yeah, she's like pretty funny. Like she drops some she's, like she's kind of dry. Into I think there's a cruelty and bluntness to the way she, she speaks. Definitely, yeah. She uh, but lawyers, I always think are funny because it's like you're a wordsmith. You have to manipulate words. A lot you know? of a lot of lawyers became comics. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, like <laughs> Greg Giraldo and Dimitri Martin. And was Giraldo a lawyer? He he went to Harvard Law. And I he, knew that. And yeah. he, yeah, he was practicing at, I think, that top firm in the country. I forgot the name of it, but maybe it was a Sullivan and Cromwell or something. Well, uh, he was at a top firm before he left to pursue stand up. And uh, I think he was, like, I, I read a book on him and I remember just thinking, like, oh man, I really relate to his uh his lack of organization and just like yeah. i'm a mess like i i can't it's very hard for me to be organized like right now i need people to send me itineraries every day or i wouldn't know where i was going it's it's too many emails it overwhelms me i do too i get it's but i have but that's to, a lot of comics i think yeah of course you know what the one of the my mom was very supportive artistically as well but one of the things that she did for me that like i sometimes forget that she's the one who put this in me when i moved here she gave me three pads of paper. One was a little pad, and it said, A Day in the Life of Jay Larson. One was a block like this, and it was it would say, A Week in the Life of Jay Larson. And then another one was a big one. It was a month in the life. And to this day, I make a list, bro, every single day, every night, wow. like for like what the next day is going to be, to the point where it's pathetic, because I got a calendar on my computer, one on my phone. I got lists in my pocket, a list on my notepad. Like, I can't. I'm not even organized. I respect comics that still have a notepad. Yeah, I mean, I got them all over the place. Notepads, you know? I can't, like, phone, I want to be on my phone less, and I already have to, I use it for everything. I hate being so reliant on one piece of technology. Yeah. I like writing. I, the, I like the feel of a pen. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, uh, like, notebook there, notepad there. When I go on stage, before, every night before I do a show, I have to write out, like, what I think I'm going to talk about, or I just think I'll forget. Yeah, I'm know? running a new hour tonight at the... Uh, comedy store and I'm like fuck I gotta write out everything I really have to write where are you doing in the belly Belly. nice yeah I'm excited you did did that we did that room together last time you were out yeah I've done an hour in there before I really like it Um, fuck I gotta get someone to open can you can you do are you free what time uh eight you're busy possibly I gotta find out what time that show is find it uh, out yeah yeah. if you would do like 20 minutes up top or something oh yeah that'd be be tight I fucking love that room oh yeah that used to be cause like back in the day when I started out even when I got passed there, that was the first club that passed me. Like you would get belly room spots would be like where you could get the most spots. I like it, and I got so comfortable up there. It's intimate. You can like connect. You know, I I loved it, especially like storytelling back. You know, back then, dude, nobody was into storytelling. Nobody cared. Like they all wanted like jokes. You know what I mean? And so like there were a couple. Yeah, but of you us- really are like I I find that some storytellers use it as an excuse to like get away without. With lazy writing, and I don't think you do that at all. I think I think you make it a point to be funny throughout, and also your act outs are so funny, man. Oh, like, thanks. You really like I like like people like you and Fahim Anwar and stuff who are like so able to commit to an act out, and like it, it's like the ultimate vulnerability to me. Like you ever watched Nick Vaderot or someone? Yeah, Nick Nick Vaderot in New York City. I remember we'd be doing dead shows, and he would commit to bits in a way that I was like, people talk about vulnerability on stage, being open and burying your soul. I was like, no, they got nothing on what he's doing right now because he's so doing funny. the most intense, insane act out. For four, if that doesn't work, yeah, dude, it's humiliating. I it's know, silence. Dude. Like I can kind of play off like I don't give a shit when I'm when it's a light crowd and be like what or whatever. You can't do that after you like yeah. do a crazy. I don't know. You know I, what's I funny is like that. I don't think anything of it. You know what I mean? Because for me, it's just like uh, oh, that's just like the only way I can see it is I have to like I used to do like impressions as a kid. Like I used to yeah. crush. 
And uh, now all, my only go tos are Yoda and Elmo with my kids. You know what I mean? Like I do. What, it. A, what a skill, though, man. I mean, your kids are gonna look back and that probably be like, "Holy shit, my dad was funny." Like that's so cool. They know. They come yeah. in here and they sit there and like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I gotta like the last couple nights. Like yeah. we're getting ready for bedtime, and I'm out here like writing out a set list because I told Kate, I'm like, I can't be doing the same jokes. I, I need new jokes, and I have like six files on my computer of like stand up jokes that I've just never got to. So I just like, all right whatever i'm just putting it down yeah and uh i hate doing old jokes so much oh, i'm doing i'm God. doing five minutes of material on conan next week that's from my special and i'm annoyed i'm annoyed because i got the set approved like two months ago yeah so i kind of was still working on the special then and i kind of want to do different jokes but i'm like just shut up and suck it up and do the jokes but yeah. i i hate that there are people that are going to be like he did these jokes in the special but then the other part of me is like the special was free, so shut up. Yeah, of course. You and know? you just have to like. I remember the first time I did Conan, they wanted me to do stuff off my half hour, and I was like, "Yeah, but it just it was just on my half hour." And JP was like, "Just think, this is your first introduction to these people, or this is they, these people may have not seen it, and clearly it was my half hour in Comedy Central. They had they found a way to bury those impressively. Oh my god! But uh, I hear you a hundred percent. Like I guess anyway, I'm out here the other night. Excuse me, and I hear the door open, and I hear these little feet, and it's my daughter River, and she's like, "Why are you hiding from us?" I'm like, "I'm not hiding from you. I'm I'm writing out uh, stuff for tonight." She's like, "Are they jokes?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, they're joke." Like sometimes she says shit that's like, "God, are you are you like bullying me? Like you're bullying me?" But there's uh, no kids don't sugarcoat anything. Nothing, dude. Yeah. The other day, my wife was out of town. We're FaceTiming with her, and she's in her hotel, and they always want to see her hotel room. Like, So my son's like, Mom, let me see your hotel, blah, blah, blah. We get off the call, and I go to my son. I go, how come you always want to see Mom's hotel room? And he goes, did you just ask why Mom, why I love Mom more than you? And I go, what? I go, no, I didn't ask that. I go, but well, now that you bring it up, do you? And my daughter goes, I do. <laughs> and I go, all right. And then my son goes, I love you both the same, Dad. Wow. And that's I go, the right answer. I go, thanks, buddy. And it was like, it was so warming. And then he goes, I just said that because I knew if I didn't, you'd get upset. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Don't, don't you? show your work. How just... did you? <laughs> don't show your work, dude. Dude, uh, it's so funny, man. Yeah, my God, who was it? I don't know if it was. My uh, brother was joking around with my niece, or who, whoever asked, like, who do you like better, your Uncle Sam or your Uncle Greg? And my niece goes, Uncle Greg. And I was like, <clears throat> you knew she was going to answer honestly. Did yeah. you have to fucking do that? But you know the trick. How old is she? Now she's like six or seven. She's seven no, now. Forget it now. She's seven. But no, back she... then, whoever you say second is who they'll say. No, she's six. She's six. Six. Yeah. In New York? Yeah. Is everyone in New York? My my brother and sister are in Brooklyn. I'm on the Upper West Side. My folks are in uh, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my brother is like way out. It's it's an, he's annoyingly far out in Brooklyn. Like how far? By train, it takes me like almost ninety minutes. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. People forget. Like, isn't Brooklyn the fourth largest city in America? Bro I don't know. Brooklyn's I'm huge. Sure it is. It's Brooklyn's huge. Uh, but he. I mean, he's got the place is nice, but it's just it's so far out. You know. Yeah. But what's the neighborhood? It's, I think it's called South, the name's always changing, but I think it's called South Prospect Park, so it's like on the other side of Prospect Park. It's it's nice, it's a beautiful area, but it's just so, dude, I'm like, I also just like, I spend so many late nights at the cellar, I'm like, just get me not annoyingly far from the cellar. Yeah. You know? I used to golf, I used to, so we lived in Park Slope, and then we lived in Fort Greene. You're a golfer? Yeah. Do you golf with like Nate Bargatze or Rich Voss or anyone ever? Bargatze. Not Voss? No. <laughs> I don't know Voss. No? No. I, uh, Voss I mean, is fun. Voss is... Voss is uh, I did the Impractical Jokers cruise with Rich Voss, and uh, we get off stage, and, it, it, you know, some crowds were better than others, obviously. It's a cruise yeah. ship, but uh, the, the Jokers fans, so they, they knew what they were signing up for. And How many uh, shows do you do? A lot. But it's not like you had to be clean. Like, my lineups would be, like, me, Voss, Yamanika Saunders, yeah. Tim Dillon, like, yeah. Ari Shafir. It wasn't clean shows. So then uh, this woman comes up to me in front of Voss and goes, you are our favorite. And right in front of him. And then Rich goes, oh, yeah? Well, your other friends are prettier than you. Shut up. That's hilarious. I lost. I was like, that is the meanest. But the fact that he just had it locked and loaded. Yeah, of course. Voss is really funny. Who was telling me the other day, like, a tell... 
Someone's telling me how like they love Attell. Oh, it was Nate. I Attell's just worked my, with Nate. Attell's my favorite comic ever, and no one has been better to me. I'll tell you something about Dave Attell. It's like when I told him I was self-producing my special, immediately he said, how much money do you want me to put up? That was his first really? thing. He straight up offered me a ton of money to do it, and the only reason I didn't take it is because there was no guarantee I would make it back. Yeah. So I just didn't feel right taking it to, from someone who's already been like, he's been the most supportive comic. Nate told me one time someone got up, like in the middle of his show, like to go to the bathroom. He's like, where are you going? And they they go, nowhere. And he goes, no, I mean right now. <laughs> my, uh, How unbelievable. Attell is the quickest. The thing that's insane about Attell is that he is the best joke writer, but he's also the best off the cuff. Oh, which is, my God. And then Nate told me, I guess like it was like after a show and some fan came up and was like, like aggressive and like close on him and like wouldn't get out of his face and DeRosa was there. And yes, Ben Bailey. I remember this story. Yeah, what is he? And he goes, he uh, goes, uh, and they wouldn't stop annoying him. He goes, Have you met my friend? Stands there and does nothing. Yeah, he's hit me with oh. so many good burns. I remember I was there on my on my birthday one night and uh, Mike Vecchione and I were smoking cigars. I was having a cigar. I never have them, but I was like, Mike, someone brought. I like him, Mike, so Mike's an amazing comic as well, but uh, as Dave, but you know, but I. I uh, Mike and I were smoking or maybe it was Greg Warren no it was Mike Vecchione it was Mike Vecchione we're smoking cigars and Attell comes out and just pats me on the back and goes Sammy had a good set but it wasn't that good <laughs> he always dude he always burns me in like the funniest I had a I had a breakup once with a with a comic and he um, he saw it on stage and I was riffing about it I was making jokes about it and as I got off he goes you alright and I said yeah he goes well, with you two broken up, who are you going to take to the South by Southwest square dance? <laughs> He's like the guy that like every comic loves outside. Like, you know, whoever fans like, everyone's just like, yeah, it tells the dude. He's my favorite comedian ever. And he also like, he was when I was a kid too. And so it's like, it's funny people are like, don't be your heroes. But he really is like been the coolest. He's been the coolest person to me. Oh, like at my album party, he just showed up and did a set at the end oh, and then man. schmoozed my mom. Like just chat with my, I have a picture of a tell chatting with my mom. Yeah. That's hilarious. And then, uh, and I know he hates that. So it means extra. I know he doesn't want to be, I, I compare David tell to like a bodega cat where like you're excited when he shows <laughs> up, but the second it's gone, you're like, I get it. This yeah. is, you don't want to be around me. That's hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you gotta, sure. you gotta just, I, he took me on so many road gigs, and like you just feel like you're learning from a Jedi master. He's the best comic. Yeah, and he, I, I don't know. I mean, I might be wrong because I don't know him super well, but he just seems content with who he is and what he is and how he approaches things. He's a club comic, you know, yeah. and and I and I relate to that. Like I love clubs. I love being doing comedy clubs, and he really. Um, he cares so much about jokes, and I and I relate to that too. I mean, yeah. I, he he really will be like, "What what new jokes are hitting?" And I'll, I'll tell him that. He goes, "What do you have on this?" And I'll tell, like he, he was like, "Do you have anything on this?" And uh, it's like, like topical stuff. Yeah, yeah. If it's like a topical bit, he's like, "What do you have?" He'll, he'll do the thing where at the cellar where he's like, "He's like Sam, come this way," and like we go outside to the steps, and it's like you feel like those steps are like the David Tell steps God, where he smokes the cigarettes. Dude. So so he's. I remember we did a gig once in Terrytown in this theater. It was a beautiful theater in Terrytown, and and. You know, he we're driving back and he's just a whole drive. He's like, I'm such a fucking hack. He just like, I fucking I'm such a hack. And I said, well, we all think you're the best comic ever. Me and my friends. He goes, well, I'm better than you guys. <laughs> I'm not comparing myself to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he just uh, he knows that to make me laugh. Like every, and he's such a he's such a really good dude. He really. Yeah. Is. I mean, I only knew him for that little bit that when I lived in New York and I was like, do I would do shows with him a lot of comics. Yeah, and he was just like the coolest guy, and I remember just he was like you know like those dudes you meet that are like famous, but like they're so down to earth when they talk to you, and you're like, yes. oh man, how freaking nice are you? He was so nice. Um, he is the best person. Like that's the that's kind of the thing that like it doesn't matter who he's talking to. He's so uh, he doesn't suffer fools. I mean, like if you're if you're wasting his time, I mean I, that's the thing with, with someone who I think is like a real comic genius that dave is is like if you say something stupid he can't like he won't he'll make you pay he'll say yeah. something he'll say the wittiest thing afterwards yeah you know but uh you know he really i remember driving we did a weird gig Attell and i did a weird gig once and um so i was opening for david tell and jeff ross just when they started that bumping mics thing in a, yeah. in a casino in bethlehem and it was like such a good gig dude it was such like the crowd was on fire and P.S. 
casino gigs are the worst, but if they're there specifically for the show, they can be great, which is clearly... We did the Borgata the next night, and they weren't good. I oh, think okay. they can still be bad. Even There's something about casinos that's like not good. But well, yeah. I, you know what it is? Is usually the people there have just lost money. Right. And they're like, fuck, what can we do to entertain ourselves without losing more money? Oh, there's a comedy show. You know what I mean? Or Unless it's like those gigs, like when, when Jeff, you know, they have the space, so people... You know, the casino needs entertainment to attract people in so they'll gamble. For shows like that, people are going to see them. Yeah, and, and Jeff is from Jersey, so I think, you know, yeah. they definitely had people out, but they just weren't, I don't know. Sometimes casinos, I've opened for big acts in casinos and they're never as good. Their crowds are never as good. Never. I think a lot of high rollers get comps in the front and they just don't care. Yeah, They're not the real fans. The, the higher the ticket, like sometimes <laughs> you don't want a free ticket. No, because they don't give a shit. They have no investment. But sometimes when the ticket's really high, they're just like, who, "Like I'm rich. Who gives a shit?" This well, is well, and you got you bet. Or I spent. This is an important night for us. We spent a lot of money. You better, you better blow expectations out of the water. That's a good point. Yeah, I just think, uh, yeah, it wasn't. But then Bethlehem, they're like a real kind of cool blue collar town in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, I know Bethlehem. It's really a great. They're just great for comedy. And then. Uh, Dave and Jeff are just so different on the road, and they're both so fun in like different ways. You yeah. know, Jeff is like kind of more like everybody come, you know, yeah. <laughs> everyone come out, and Atel is more just like Sam, come here, let's go. To, like Je- Jeff is stopping taking pictures of everyone. Atel is like he takes pictures, but he's also trying to get away begrudgingly. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's I mean he's so nice to fans. I mean he does take pictures with everybody, but he is trying to get away. So that remember Dave and I that night, he said let's drive to the next casino and it was late and it was St. Patrick's Day and there were like bad drivers on the road Yeah, and so many we got lost at one point there was no service and Natal just turns to me and he goes this is hill people country <laughs> and we drive through a tunnel when we're getting close to AC there was a dude running in just like just underwear he's just in underwear no shirt no pants underwear and a cowboy hat and he's just running the opposite way and we're just like what is going what on what is going on where man? are we it's like St. Paddy's in, in AC this ain't this ain't safe no and it turned into one of those nights where we just gambled all night and yeah. we both won big nice. and it's like damn I don't gamble really so it was like kind of like fuck it I'll, I'll put down like 100 200 bucks and see what happens and we yeah. just we just kept winning blackjack yeah we just kept both of us just kept winning and um, we got there and then uh, I remember at one point you know, no one there knew who Dave was, weirdly, because it was like just late night people yeah. at, a, at a thing. But he was making people laugh in a way that like, you're like, this is incredible. Like, but, but he's this making is... strangers laugh who don't want to laugh right now. Yeah. Like, it's almost like he's that funny. Yeah, for sure. To, to the point where some guy said to me, he's yelling at me, do you don't hit on that? You don't hit on that? And Dave goes, thanks, professor. <laughs> um it's funny when you're like on the road because we all go to the road on our own. Yeah. But then you go with other people like, so me, Thune, Scoville, and Bargazzi all did like a show together at, oh, wow. in fun. Nashville. That's a cool yeah, show. It was, dude, it was dope. Yeah. And we were all like, let's all golf one day and then we'll do this show. All of you golf? Yeah, we all golf. Wow. I mean, I, I golf don't know with any Rory comics, the most. I don't, none of my comic friends golf, I don't think. Dude, Rory and I created a golf show. Really? Yeah. But like Nate, so I just did two two dates with Nate last weekend and he's like, We gotta do one where we like we go out and we bring the clubs and like we'll like plan the tour so that like we're golfing every day. I'm like, Yeah. That is that is a and dream. I'm like, he's like addicted, like he's in it. If you're deep. into that, that setting up a tour to do things you like, yeah. That's so he was like, You know my I go, dude, how many lessons you're just taking lessons every day? He's like, Yeah, I'm just really getting into it and I was like, Jeez, he goes you know what my goal is, and I go, what? He goes to beat you. That's my only goal right Are now. Are you really good? I mean, I'm I'm good. I have I'm not playing as much as I used to, but like, but you're better. I'm than like him. a seven handicap. Is I don't what know my, what that means. It means if I was gonna play golf, like I would get seven strokes. Put it this way, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? As far as like golfers, like uh, so he's he is training to beat you. That's what he says. He, I mean, because every time I've ever played with him, I beat him. Yeah, and we played together. We went down this really nice course about an hour south of here last time he was out, and like I beat him, and he still can't let go of it. And I was like, so we were on this tour, and I go, I go, I go. By the way, bro, we were like pretty, pretty evenly matched until seventeen. You, you had that blow up hole, and he's like, I know. And I was like, well, relax, because I'm 
sugarcoating it. I did smoke you. But like, uh, <laughs> but he's like crazy and deep. But like when we're in Nashville, yeah. so like, you know, you, you split up the duty when you're on the road together, right? So we said to Rory, we're like, me and Thune got the Airbnb. We went to the grocery store. We stocked the place. We made dinner. We made cocktails. So when we're driving to the golf course, we're like, hey, Rory, you're going to drive, all right? We've been doing everything. He's like, all right, all right. So we're driving. I'm in the back. Thune's in the passenger seat. And Rory is driving, but then he's got his maps out. Okay, how do you follow maps? Not well. What do you do? I use my phone. I don't use. Same with me. But what do you do? Do you pull it up and then follow the directions? No, do you like I look, a line I look, by at, line? I look at the little moving blue thing, the blue pin, and you just follow it. Well, wait for drive. I don't drive. Oh, okay. I'm I'm a New York City kid, man. I, okay, I, that's a good. I have point. a pity license. That's I got a, good a license. Point. I failed two driving tests. And that why don't how, where do I practice in New York? I took a couple I know, lessons. That's true. That's I mean, true. so I you know I you don't get good at driving. So I I failed two tests, and then the third one I just got a woman who found me funny. So I just walked in. I said immediately said please don't fail me. I failed twice already, and she laughed. And I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. I knocked over a cone. She still passed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus, I'm good. Well, we're sitting there, and Rory's what he does is, so like you pull up. You go in, you pull up your your directions. It tells you it's going to be like this to yeah. this. And then it's got your map. And then it also like you can either do like the lines where it says you're going to do this next or you can just follow the map right. where it shows you. And then you see it like coming up. What this cat was doing is he puts in the directions and then it's this, it's like it shows you this from here to here, one yeah. line. And he left it on that and then would go close in to where the blue dot was going and then when he got to that point he would do that thing and then the the thing then he would move the map to where it was going and then he kept it's an, it's 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 insanity dude we Damn. almost crashed like three times on the highway and Thune and I we just started berating and we're like what are you doing bro and he's like what i'm trying to drive we're like who is following maps like that? like we still That's, can't but Rory's a great improviser and he was trying to improvise that's bro. what he did it, he is a very good improviser <laughs> but it was just like anyway that's the whole th- like that's the fun of like being on the road with other comics is like it we is all fun. do it our own way and then when you gotta be with everyone else and you're like oh this is how you do it nah dude I don't do this being on the road with friends man it's like that's the thing is like I wouldn't call Rory and Nate <laughs> <laughs> I got the I mean when Amy Schumer was out there was a couple gigs she brought me and Mark Norman on I was like Oh my god! And then and she brought Rachel Feinstein. I mean, those are like Rachel and Mark are like two of my best friends. So it was yeah. pretty crazy. And then like we, I went out with Aziz a decent amount last tour, and there's a couple gigs I'm there with like Phil Hanley, who's one of my best friends. Yeah. You know, Mateo Lane. We're just like we're having the most fun. That's tight. Yeah. And you're like, I it's it's rare. It's rare to get to do that. So you got to really, you, you know, I guess a lot of people don't know how much we're out on our own. Yeah, so. of course, especially like. You know, until you can like take your own feature, you know what I mean. That's like the huge when you're like, it's nice. People, the clubs don't get any club that doesn't let you bring a feature. You're like, what are you not getting? Here's here's what I want to <laughs> tell them. I'm bringing someone much better than you're going to book. Of course, I'm bringing someone who's done a ton of shit. I'm of bringing, course, I try to bring Dina Hisham on the road a lot, who's such a great joke writer, and uh, I mean, she got so many good jokes, and she's you know done Conan, she's done like big roast battle clip she's done so much stuff and you know she really i mean she's gonna blow up anyway but i'm just saying like you know when i whenever i bring them they're her they're grateful and they're like wow you open she's a joke i love where she said uh, i was on a date with a guy and everything i said he would turn into uh sex so he'd be like what kind of music do you like and she goes i know it's corny you know but i I love the beatles and he goes which beatles song would you fuck me to and she goes uh help (laughs) <laughs> it's That's, a great joke yeah uh, so I, I i do the same thing but i i always try to bring rojo perez i love rojo yeah rojo's great and he's like here's the other deal so then one club was like now nah, you can't bring in the like we book our own feature i'm like all right they booked a different feature for each night <laughs> thursday friday saturday which means as a headliner i gotta go watch them every night because yeah. I got to know what they're doing, what they're talking about, in case like we have something that crosses over. You know what I mean? Whatever. Right. It's like when I go on the road with Rojo, I know exactly what he's gonna do, and I and he's an energy you're comfortable following. They also don't understand that like this is I'm th- I'm not just taking my set in account. I'm taking the whole show into account. Yeah. Dina makes it so the audience listens, and that's that makes my set better too. Her like you want someone who who plays well off. She's low energy, 
The writing's very strong. Yeah. You know, you want someone who's going to lead into you. Who, who, where you both are good for each other in a way on a show. <laughs> yeah, of course, dude. Um, oh God, I feel like there was a couple things I was going to ask you about. Where'd you shoot the special, by the way? I shot it at the Comedy Cellar in New York City. It was in the Village Underground around the corner. But yeah, I mean, dude, what, they have just three clubs now? Kind of similar to the Comedy Store, right? They have, they have a smaller room called the Fat Black Pussycat. They have, uh, which is like their belly room, I guess. Yeah. They have... Um, they have the village it's underground, underground, which is a little bigger, and then they have the classic. It's ve- actually very similar to the yeah. to the comedy store, but they're all different locations, right? Well, no the uh, the Fatback Pussycat is upstairs. The from the, the cellar? No, no, no. It's upstairs from the village underground. Okay, yeah. They're both those are both around the corner from the cellar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. no, it's the same block. Yeah, you're on the same block. That's tight. I love it, man. It you know Liz is the manager of the comedy cellar, Liz Furiati, and she really is like the MVP in a way where you're like, oh man, this place runs because of her. She does. She doesn't take days off. It's like, I'm kind of like, all right, yeah, I'm grateful the seller's the best place for me, but you know, yeah. it's also like, I want you to be healthy. So you gotta, yeah. you gotta sleep some points. You know? What do you got? You have any hobbies you do outside of comedy? I like to play hoops sometimes. I'll, uh, when you said Rojo, I'm like, I play ball with Rojo. He's, yeah. he's you know, so uh, I love playing basketball, just like get you some like exercise. Power forward? I mean, as far as rec league goes, as far as rec league goes, maybe more of like a small forward. I don't know. I'll play it like a like a '90s small forward, like in the post, more like hit. I'll hit a fading bank shot on you. But uh, did you go anywhere after Tulane? I I went to NYU in the city. Okay, I finished up, but uh, I was ready to drop out. My parents were like, "That's not happening." So uh, I was doing. I was flying on the side for stand up. I was doing a lot of other. Stand yeah. up on the side, and uh, at what age you knew you wanted to do stand up? That young? I started at like eighteen, nineteen, yeah. probably. You know, I, awesome. I was I was in the city, so I did a class. I've told this story on so many podcasts. I'll do a short version of it, but I did like a a class of the comic strip that D.F. Sweedler taught, uh-huh. and I didn't know what. By else the way, to do. I've, that is like one of my favorite rooms as far as layout goes. Oh, it's beautiful. And I used to like when I moved to New York. I, that's where I met Joe Mackey. Is I would Joe do the Mackey late night was spots. in the class with me. Uh, He's still my he's still one of my best hey, friends. Hey, pal, dude, he was funny out of the gate. I hate to give it to him, but he was really funny. I was yeah. really like, wow, this guy's good. And uh, yeah, we hit it off immediately. I think we both could just sense that the other one just like loved jokes. So I think there was like a instant kind of bond between yeah. us. And then there was that weird, you know, when you kind of like, I don't know if this happened for you, but I think this happens a lot where you kind of meet a guy, you kind of hit it off, but then you're both so new to comedy that you kind of go your separate ways for yeah. a few years. And then we kind of met back at comic strip. Like I'd still see him around and I, I ran a show for a while. So I'd book him on the show yeah. all the time and we'd catch up, but we kind of became even, we were friends, but then we became really close having to do late night, the comic strip. Yeah. Where, you know, That's where I met him, doing late night there. When I moved there. You wait like three hours for the show to Dude, be over. I moved there with five TV credits and I couldn't get like any shine, which I now understand. I'm like, yeah. okay, they don't know me. And so I'd sit around there and wait till late night because I lived around the corner. I, that's where like we lived, Upper East Side, when I first moved there. Yeah. Um, anyway, what were you saying? Oh, well, yeah, we took, class. I took that class. And, uh, you know, a lot of people shit on classes, but I, I'll be honest, like I was doing open mics that were just pretty painful. So... To do a class where people were kind of supportive and listened was was pretty meaningful at the yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and it's, the guy DF, you know, he didn't make any. Pro- a lot of these classes were like, give me like six months, I'll get you on Letterman. He he didn't make any promises. He was he just kind of encouraged me to write cleaner. Yeah, which was so helpful actually because my instincts were to be dirty and to get the quick laughs. Yeah, you know, and uh, he was so he was so helpful in in that he said like, look, it's easier to start clean and then be dirty later if you want then to be dirty and then to go clean it's, for sure he said just know you can write clean and i said well how about david tell he goes he can write clean i said okay yeah so that 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 helped a lot yeah for sure dude i worked clean for nine years yeah so i started and then i did a weekend with brian regan and i was like whoa i know what and then i went clean i still had regan so cool a too. little more attitude yeah then an edge like regan is like crystal clean gaffing yeah. and clean bargazzi gaffigan, you know what's clean. cool about gaffigan now is that he's gotten kind of darker it's still clean but it's it's like there's like an edge to it the way like you watch an old 30 rock episode and you're like oh this is clean but it's like there's a bite yeah yeah you know what i mean like gaffigan has got that bite. like his new special the stuff about true crime you're like oh dude he's like there's a darkness to gaffigan that well, i appreciate yeah that's great because like you know 
there life has darkness you know what i mean so like i think it's nate was even saying he's like getting a little darker in his comment and dude his i just did his two shows they're all ages yeah there was a 10 year old at the show wow you know what i mean so you gotta like there's so much you have to look into you like all right how do i like you know nate is definitely on that path to be like not just like it's incredible how he works clean but also like he's on that path to be like one of the greats i think i mean dude he is just funny yeah just the way he i've always respected him so much if you read his jokes sometimes you would be like okay but like his delivery and the way he says it like and that's why he's so great because no one no one can imitate that no not even close yeah it's so fun yeah, it's so some fun. of his bits, you're just like, well, I respect it so much because I'm like, well, this was clearly worked out because of what you just said. Like, he didn't just write this and was like, this no. is funny. He talked out a lot of this. Yes. And I, and I appreciate that. Yeah, he's got, his words are deliberate. Every, yeah. I mean, I mean, most of us, our words are deliberate, but. Yeah. Um, well, dude, this is fun, man. I'm so yeah, glad I'm you sorry had a chance. To... I hope I didn't ramble too much about David Tell and how much I love him. <laughs> I no, like... because I think sometimes, you know, like, um, Dude, I meet like younger comics now, and I'll I'll bring up things. I'm like, oh, like even to you, I'll say like movies. Have you seen this? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, that was like a, a go to for me. So there are people that are comedy fans, and they might be like, who? You I'm gonna watch I mean? the town. You told me to watch. You and your Dude. wife told me to watch the town. I'll watch it. I'm telling you, bro, you're gonna watch that and be like, oh, I I, I have no doubt. It's sometimes I see so many movies, but every once in a while, one will slip through the cracks. And I think that year that was one that, oh, because I think that year that was like when I was really going hard. At like shitty shows, yeah. Because it was like what two thousand seven or eight, two thousand ten, two thousand ten. Yeah, but that's like when I was like really kind of doing everything I could. So yeah. I, I think that was, uh, I missed a few that year for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, you got to report back. Uh, check out his special and follow him on social media. I appreciate you coming by. Thanks dude. for thanks for having me, dude. You got it, man.